Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to another edition of Carnivore Bites. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman, along with Dr. Eric Lopkin, and a lot on the agenda, starting with the uh, Florida raid, Mar-a-Lago raid on, uh, on Trump's, uh, Trump's estate, a wide variety. You have Drudge Report, who's actually shifted a lot from a very much of a, um, of a, of a right-wing publication to a I say center left, but anyway, they think there's, you know, super, super hot, incriminating classified documents that could spell the end of Trump. And then you have other outlets saying that this could just be a debacle yeah, because there's nothing there. There. Your thoughts, Dr. Lockett, and the impact on the uh, election? Yeah, if I had to guess, I would err on the side that there's nothing there there because We've seen this over and over again. The one thing that really bothers me about the process that this is going through is that you know Donald Trump has filed with the courts that he is requesting a special master. Now, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with the special master, a special master is someone who goes through legal documents when they are seized by police, FBI, any law enforcement, to see if there are documents that the police and, and federal regulators should not be allowed to see. These are things like documents covered by attorney-client privilege, things like that. Well, the Justice Department has a filter team that is supposed to be doing this job the job of the special master and they're claiming to be independent how <laughs> independent how independent <laughs> yeah. can they be when they Not are very. employed by the doj these documents yeah, okay. need need to be reviewed by someone with no ties to the government no ties to trump somebody who is completely independent a hundred percent and if that doesn't happen Again, this you know we're in a very scary time in America. If that doesn't happen, that has repercussions that transcend just the Mar-a-Lago raid. That's just due process. I'm sorry. It yeah, it's it's a standard process when there's questions about the documents. He's not asking for anything special, and they should go forward with this. I was encouraged that the do when the DOJ was ordered that the affidavit has to be released they tried to fight back and the judge shut them down going no you you can redact some things but the affidavit has to be released so and that least, comes out tomorrow 
yeah, that's supposed to come out tomorrow. We will see how much they've redacted and if anything is of value once they do. But I suspect that if they go overboard with the redactions, there will be another filing by the Trump uh, lawyers. And I'm guessing the judge, based on his last opinion, is going to say, no, this is insufficient. Uh yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. The other thing I'd like your opinion on: there's been a lot of leaks. Uh, surprise, surprise! Yeah. Uh, again, in the nonpartisanship. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I have a bridge to sell you as well of the whole DOJ. But um, I don't know. I could be wrong, and correct me uh, if you will. I think if there was a, if they've come, if they had right now any kind of like smoking smoking gun, there'd be some type of leak. Um. I don't know I don't know if there would be or not based on what the DOJ told the judge uh why they didn't want the affidavit released they're saying well you know it would signal what their prosecution is it would give too much away and yet with all of these leaks going to the Washington Post and the New York Times I suspect they don't have anything that's what and, I'm saying. Yeah, yes. And they're and they're no no, but the reason for the leaks is to scare voters into thinking they do. So I think very they, well done, yes. If they had something substantial, they would keep it to themselves, or at least they would try. God only knows if they'd be able to. But I think these leaks are indicating that nope, they've got nothing. I think that's excellent analysis. Never heard it before. 100% correct. They're doing this to keep the patient alive on the respirator, even knowing yes. that if there was something there, there, they'd wait for the October surprise. Even if they didn't wait for the October surprise, it would have gone in front of the grand jury. It would have, you know, there would have been other steps taken. And again, we know the January 6th committee came up with nothing. We've spoken about this before because Liz Cheney had said if the Justice Department. Oh, finds no, no, evidence, no, 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 no. You're talking about Abraham Lincoln. Oh, well, correct. Yeah. <laughs> when you're correct, you're correct. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she had said if, if the DOJ comes up with evidence, then they should prosecute Trump. But the whole job of the January 6th commission was to find any evidence and turn it over to the DOJ. If she's saying if they have evidence, it means they don't have any evidence because the January 6th committee came up with nothing. Correct. Um, moving on, so we'll see how that story progresses. Moving on, we have an interesting race. It's gotten in Connecticut where we uh, do the show. Uh, Lior Lisi, a Republican, defeated the um, the uh, endorsed Republican nominee, uh, which doesn't mean anything in Connecticut, by the way. But uh, Attic Morris thinks she has a shot of winning. I mean, at least I think she's going to be a power player in Connecticut and maybe beyond. Your thoughts? And, and by the way, yeah. some of what he says is not just pulled from thin air that um, I don't know and don't think she's really going to win, but I think she'll give it a good fight. I'd love to see the debate. I'd get popcorn for that. In fact, I ordered it from Amazon. But uh, anyway, the, um, there's, a, there's not a lot of enthusiasm for Blumenthal because even 
in a blue state like Connecticut, you, they, I think people with an IQ above 90 see him as just an opportunistic opportunist that has really no interest in Connecticut. Connecticut is well beneath him, well beneath him. Yeah, Blumenthal, I mean, he lied about his military service. He lied about having Yes, which he lied about having evidence against Trump. He's gone after businesses making Connecticut. This is going back even as attorney general, made Connecticut one of the least business friendly states in the country because he keeps going after. Can I interject about that? Because I was, you know, I was in Connecticut. You are 100 percent correct. Any thought or at least a glimmer of light of any business coming into Connecticut, he would put the kibosh on it. Like a hundred, because Dickie Blumenthal is a little trust fund baby. He grew up on third base and thought he hit a triple. So he's never had to work a day in his life for him. He doesn't know anything about business or entrepreneurship or any of the above. That's absolutely true. And in terms of Leora Levy, um, and I think we need to explain something to our listeners because Connecticut's election system is not necessarily like other states. I came from New York and it was very different. In Connecticut, the party chooses their candidate. And then if people want to run against the party's candidate, they, they try to get on the ballot for a primary. In other states, the primary comes first, and the party just endorses whoever wins the primary. That's not the case here. Leora Levy fought against the party's chosen candidate, which is, quite frankly, an indictment of the system here in Connecticut. You've been seeing that more and more on the Republican side. The last time Bob Stefanowski ran for governor, he did not have the party's endorsement, and he beat the the party's candidate in a primary. You're you're talking about the Republican Party who we've had on when we were in terrestrial radio on our on our show on on the FM side, and not an impressive group of people. Let's just be honest. No, the Connecticut Republican Party has essentially gone, you know what, we're not in power, we don't have to do anything, let them take, we're not going to fix anything, let the Democrats take the blame for everything they're screwing up. Which, let's face it, they've screwed up a lot in this state. But Leora Levy unexpectedly got the endorsement of Donald Trump. And that shows a shift in Connecticut Republicans, Connecticut is the deep blue state, and Republicans are starting to go, you know what? We can't just go along to get along anymore. We've actually got to stand up because the state is going to hell in a handbasket. Yes, it is. I think it's uh, in the top 10 of people, uh, let's say. You would, you would, it'd be really good to have a U-Haul uh, franchise for the exits, not the, uh, not, not, the, not the visitors. Yeah, Connecticut is one of the few states in the country that is seeing an exodus of people. It's Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, and California. Um, so people have been leaving. And in fact, in the last census, the only thing that kept Connecticut from losing more population 
was the fact that New Yorkers were fleeing the city and moving to Connecticut because it was close by. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's not a great endorsement, yes. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, we both agree that Levy's not, probably not going to win, but I think she will upset things. I so, hope she like does. Said, it's standard business in Connecticut with the Republicans. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult for a Republican to win any seat, um, congressional, senatorial, uh, in, in Connecticut. It, it is a deep blue state. Um, and I've actually heard people talk about how much they hate Richard Blumenthal, but they won't vote for a Republican. So that's how the Democrats stay in power, despite their unpopularity. So hopefully... Leora Levy will upset the apple cart and maybe start the Republican Party in Connecticut on a path to actually doing things and standing up to the status quo. I agree. I think it could be a revolution in the Republican Party in Connecticut. And I think she will, unfortunately, I hope she wins. She's going to lose, but she is going to be surprisingly close. I'd say five points. I, I hope so. I, I don't know enough about her to really handicap the race, but base, based on, I think the bigger problem that Blumenthal has is the lack of enthusiasm in Democratic voters, especially for him. Yeah, so it was really funny speaking of him. For one, one other thing, I, I certainly hope they debate because he's never yes. had to really answer any questions and she can bring the the high hard one she can bring the fastball and i don't think i think he's ill prepared to answer any questions or to defend uh, anything he's done because he's done nothing but it's really funny just as an aside so he um they had um they had an interview with him on a i forgot what station it was but anyway while he's talking they're rolling up the flag because he was at an event you know in other words and, they, and they, even the announcer goes, well, that's not a good look, because I'm sure that was not the first interview, because he loves cameras and the microphones. Yeah. So the poor schlub that had to wrap everything up from his um, his meeting or his event said, the heck with this. I can't wait anymore. I got to go home for dinner. And he just started wrapping up the flag. So that's Dick Blumenthal. Uh, you know, those of out of, out of Connecticut, you are so lucky you don't have him as a senator. Um so then we have Fauci's resignation, the king of doom and gloom. Just by coincidence, it happens before uh, the Republicans take, uh, take control of, uh, of Congress. I think that was a little bit behind it. What do you think? Yeah, he had announced this earlier um, and just reiterated it this week. But yeah, he is retiring. He's been in, in government for 50 years screwing things up all along the way. Um, you know, he gets a lot of credit. Yeah, he gets a lot of credit for things he shouldn't. But right now, I mean, essentially the Republicans told him, don't leave town, save all of your documents, because we are going to investigate everything you did. And what really needs to be investigated is him shutting down scientists at the very beginning of the pandemic 
who were speculating that, yes, this was a lab leak from the Wuhan lab. And he said, well, we can't we can't talk about that because we'll lose funding because people will lose trust in us. Well, you know what? If uh, if this leaked from the Wuhan lab and he was responsible for funding that lab, he deserved to lose credibility. The facility deserved to lose credibility. And we need to know exactly how this got out, what happened, because we need to make sure this never happens again. I agree, but also the damage he did for, uh, you know, massing kids, uh, not having close, shutting down, basically shutting down the United States. And in the end, what did it accomplish, Dr. Lapkin? Would we have been better off just to let things go naturally? I mean, take precautions, you can't be fools. But, uh, you know, get vaccinated and uh, and just carry on with your life. Wouldn't we have been better off yeah, we've economically, alre- socially, and even with the ep- epidemic? Yeah, we've already seen lasting ramifications from that decision. Economic, uh, we have now an entire generation of students with learning deficits that they will, they're not expected to catch up. So we're oh, wait, behind- let me interject something about that because you're not only learning deficits, but emotional deficits, things I didn't know yeah. about Dr. Lopkin, that like in the formative years when young kids, young students are in class, they actually form emotionally or part of their formation or constitution in terms of their emotional makeup has to do with looking at people's faces. And with the whole mask up thing, emotionally, they were also very much affected, not to mention just the socialization of being in a classroom. Exactly. So there was a lot of damage done by Fauci's spouting off and and what he was recommending. And unfortunately, you know, he kept saying, well, we have to follow the science. We have to follow the science. And we didn't. And he didn't. Because what actually happened was at the very beginning, he looked at the science and made his recommendations. When we got more data, it turned out his recommendations were wrong, but he was more interested in defending his recommendations rather than just saying, well, with the data we had at the time, that was our best choice. Now we have more data we can change. Because he was more about ego. Yep. And him being right, then making things right, and the damage he did. He, you know, he started out. Sometimes you can hang on too long. Uh, you know, our, mid, our middle-aged plus rock stars can attest to that. But he was a rock star, and now I don't like put it this way. Biden could have had, you know, waited a week, had a Sarah. He's toxic even to Democrats. I don't think he's he's a man without a country, metaphysically. Well, I think no one likes him. I think he's got his plan pretty well mapped out. No, the, the, the liberal media still loves him. He did an interview on Rachel Maddow. You'd think oh, he God. was royalty. So I think basically he's going to retire. Uh, he's going to have to stay around Washington for the investigations. But he's going to write a book. He's going to go on the speaking circuit. He's going to make another fortune based on his name and the promotion that the liberal media has been doing of him lately. Agreed. Not a bad retirement. Um, 
then the, as we talked about on the uh, on the show many many times with liberalism slash socialism, you know Pelosi and others. The list goes on. It's always do as I say, not as I do. So you had um, the mayor of New York, mayor of uh, D.C., touting that they're a uh, sanctuary city until the migrants arrive. Um, surprise, surprise. Correct, correct, Doctor Lopkin. Yeah, it is amazing, and you know there's. Governor uh, Greg Abbott of Texas had an editorial in today's New York Post lambasting Eric Adams for his response, and rightly so. But more than this, he's actually sticking to, well, this is a sanctuary city. So now these illegal migrants are getting more services than the taxpayers of New York. Oh, they're staying in five-star hotels. Yes. New Yorkers are losing services because they're taking the money away from taxpayers to service these illegals. And it's like, why is Eric Adams not complaining to Biden and telling him to shut the border? That's what, but God forbid they should put the needs of their constituents above their loyalty to party. That never happens, does it? But uh, Mr. Adams is a big disappointment. I had some hope for him. He's not the brightest bulb in the Christmas tree and not as bad as his predecessor, but a pretty shitty uh, mayor. Yeah, I was actually talking to some New Yorkers, um, longtime Democrats, and they were actually telling me that Eric Adams has less popularity within New York than de Blasio did, and they hated de Blasio. Yes, not good. Um, Speaking of not good, we have two not goods. Polly P, the dash cam did come out, uh, looks pretty hammered to me. And uh, also, it's kind of interesting that they waited two and a half hours to give him the uh, breathalyzer, which I think... uh, kind of stacks things in his, in his favor, even though he was over the limit, two and a half hours is a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's not, necess- that's not necessarily unusual. Most people don't know this, but if you're pulled over for a DUI, you actually do have the right to refuse a breathalyzer, which is what he did. Um, and they finally gave it to him two and a half hours later. So, of course, his blood alcohol level would have gone down, and he still topped the legal limit. So just how high was his alcohol limit at the time of his arrest? I would say uh, pretty high. I think it's like, yeah. something like two drinks an hour go out of your system, at least a drink an hour. Yeah, um, and the, big, the big problem with this was actually the victim. He should have gone to the hospital for his injuries because he said, oh, no, I'm okay. Now, he's still, all this time later, saying he's still having problems from the crash. He still has injuries. But because he did not go to the hospital, it allowed the prosecutor to charge Pelosi with a misdemeanor instead of a a felony. Now, again... The victim is still complaining of his injuries, so he probably should have gone to the hospital to be on the safe side. You know, nothing to do with the problem. I think there was undue influence. I'm not saying anything illegal, but that's pretty 
I got an, I actually, I got hit by a drunk driver 10 years ago. I went to the hospital, rightfully so, because my injuries, I thought were almost nothing, but they actually were something. And it is a huge thing to go, you know, if you think you're injured, go. But I think it was nothing illegal, but I think because it's Pelosi, whatever, who knows what he said to him. He didn't go to the hospital. I think it was me or you or someone else. That's very possible, yes. Yes, I think that's true as well. Speaking of possibilities, the impossible has happened. Reliable sources is no longer with us. Uh, (laughs) Ms. Seltzer went out like a true egotist. It said basically the world needs reliable sources, even though no one was watching. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, nobody was watching. I found it amazing that. Reports say he was act- he and others within CNN were surprised by the cancellation of reliable sources. Okay, there should have been no surprise. Everybody knew this was coming. John Malone, the main shareholder in Discovery, which bought CNN, stated there was no there were no journalists left at CNN. Stelter decided to take him on. Good move. Aggravate your new boss. Then that's, always, that's right he, out there with a with an NBA training book. Yep, do yes. that. Insult your boss. Boss, yes. Then he had gotten into a debate with Ted Koppel, and Koppel had said, "This you no, know, this is not journalism. What CNN do is doing is propaganda." And he got into a debate with Te- Ted Koppel knows journalism better than anybody at CNN. Yes. He's a real journalist, by the way, and those what days I, are over. Yes. What I absolutely loved is that the day after Stelter was was let go, there was a call from the new CEO at CNN. It's uh, on their editorial call, and he said point blank that there are going to be more changes, and he and he said a lot of you may find this scary and disappointing, which... Well, yeah, speaking of scary, because that's the other part of this story, is you're 100% right. There, There's fear just permeating the entire CNN staff. Um, I think there's... First of all, forget about politics. Their primetime lineup was unwatchable. I'd rather watch reruns of, like... Uh, the Flintstones. I mean, it's bad. So there's going to be more to come. I, I would doubt it if Anderson Cooper hits the road or gets the 
I it would not surprise me for them to do a clean sweep. But it's going to take time for them to do it. The new CEO has said their focus is getting back to journalism, which just by saying that indicates they know they have not been doing journalism. And what's really scary is that the woke employees at CNN feel, oh, yes, they've been doing journalism. They've been standing up to the the tyranny of republicans it's like standing up to the tyranny of republicans is not journalism journalism is unbiased and going after both sides that's what we need and we don't have that right now well what happened with their last uh, ceo uh, name escapes me right now uh jeff zucker uh, yeah got hooked on easy rate never talented sometimes might you just get lucky got hooked on easy ratings with the Trump uh, paranoia bandwagon. And when that evaporated, there were ratings, like you said, with 400,000. That's like it's like a local Channel 30 news. Pretty bad. Um, so speaking of bad, uh, we have, um, again, in Vermont, there's some something in the air that turns Jews against themselves. And uh, New York court did, however, overturn Ben and Jerry's refusal to sell ice cream in what they say is occupied Israeli or Palestinian territory. What is it about Vermont? You have um, Bernie, who's a self-hating Jew, anti-Israeli, and now you have the uh, Ben and Jerry's, bloated liberal husbands. Don't don't know what goes on up there. I am actually surprised by the court decision. I'm actually surprised it ended up in court. Um, I don't know that they'll be able to uphold that, um, even if it goes all the way to the Supreme Court, because I don't know that a New York court has the right to tell a a private company where they can and can't sell, especially internationally. Yeah, it's a stretch. Yeah, so I don't know that that's going to be able to be upheld. I think Ben and Jerry will actually be able to overturn that. And Unfortunately, I'm sure yet and something to really be proud of. Um, and then there's a couple of things about uh, Aviator Joe. Interesting. I just happened to see a couple of clips of I think it was a second debate with Trump. Um, and then it's actually scary. There's no joke, as, as Mr. Biden would say. Uh, he his cognitive decline is only in 18 months. He's not even the same guy he was at the debate. That's scary. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you have to remember that before the debates, he would be unseen, you know, resting up so that he could be at his best. Now we're actually seeing him more often. Again, you know, he's out of the basement. Uh, only occasionally, though, because it just came out that He's actually been on vacation over the course of the last year and a half for three months. So he's oh, yeah. not, he's taking a lot of more time off than any other president has. Um, it's actually, very- there was a comedian that said that uh, he's going to catch COVID eight to 10 times. That was the best thing that happened to his administration when he got COVID and it went away. Right before I- the COVID announcement, he- Told the world he had cancer. 
Right. You know, yeah, his his mind is gone. It's generally being accepted that he is not going to run in 2024. Um, again, I'm still not convinced. I think he wants to run in 2024, whether he's capable of it or not. But now there's actually been some speculation that, you know, a lot of the Democrats that are running in the midterms have have basically said they don't want him campaigning with them because he's toxic. But now there's speculation that he's physically unable to campaign with the folks running in uh, this year because he just can't go from place to place quickly. I've heard the same thing. You're right. And and by the way, if you're just put yourself in, you know, uh, a, a, con- a congressional person, congressperson, or a senator running for re-election, you know, you would be sweating. You would be sweating as soon as he takes the stage, because if you are part of his gap, that's what you're going to be associated. And it's a 50-50 proposition. Of course, you're not going to campaign with him. He'll call you a different name. He might even say you have cancer. You never know with Aviator Joe, but you do know that he is canceling. Today he's going to announce, they say, canceling, I believe, $10,000 of student debt, which uh, is never really going to be canceled. We're just going to print, I think it's $500 billion for that. And you're just shifting costs from people who didn't go to college, who may be blue collar, let's say, or middle class, to people that went to uh, Wesleyan and got a degree in uh, art history. Yeah, the the general public is going to be picking up the tab for this. And, you know, a lot was made just a few weeks ago that the Inflation Reduction Act was going to lower the deficit. And the CBO did say ultimately it would lower the deficit. They have just blown all of that savings. So by canceling- but they're but, but the reason for it is they're trying to bribe young people who, believe it or not, his approval rating is in the 20 percentile with young people, usually a solid Democratic slash liberal liberal block. I don't even know how that happens. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's basically trying to bribe young Democrats for the midterms. I honestly think it's going to backfire because the $10,000 that he's promoting for most of these student loans, that's going to be a drop in the bucket. It's a rounding so, error. Yeah. So the people who are benefiting from this are going to be dissatisfied because it's not enough. And everybody else is going to be dissatisfied because if you did the right thing, if you saved and you paid back the loan as you agreed to, why do these kids get this break that they don't have to pay this money back. And And if you went to trade school or you went to community college and you had no debt, yeah, you're you're being basically transferring the cost for for people who didn't go to college. You're being penalized for doing the right thing. And 60% of those who are going to be forgiven with this student loan debt are making six figures. How, well, I thought how, it was Joe Lunchpail, though. Yeah, so much for Joe Lunchpail. Scranton Joe. Uh, but however, Scranton Joe, Joe has more problems than just young people. The 
wrong track, right track, 74% of those polled, registered voters, by the way, 74% think the country's going in the wrong direction. I think that's among the worst ever. It is. Um, it is amazing how badly his policies are being oh. um, looked at. And the wackos on the left, like the Rachel Maddows of the world, the um, Jessica Tarlows, they're basically going, oh, yo, history is going to see. Look mm. how much he accomplished. It's like, yes, he's accomplished a lot. All bad. He's exactly. going to be remembered for a disastrous economy, record inflation, record fuel prices, disastrous, disastrous evacuation policy. of Afghanistan. Yeah. Terrorism and, back on the rise. No, em, he, he, uh, he, no he, we, we, we stand. Actually, we agree. He's accomplished more. No, he seriously has accomplished more in 18 months than any president I've ever seen, and that's the truth. He's done more damage yes, in 18 months and seven, than yes, exactly. I didn't think it was even capable of doing. No, I think it was nobody possible. thought he nobody thought he would be this bad this quickly. And that's why 74% of registered voters are saying, no, we are on the wrong track. Now, to be fair, when you break that down, there's a percentage, I believe it's 25% or so, of that 74% that think we're not going far enough to the left. So he hasn't, you know, he's obviously been a progressive leaning president. Leaning, I think most, more than that, yep. Most of, well, again, I don't, I don't know that he's really progressive or if he's just, be, his leash is just being pulled in that direction. Oh, no, the leash, yeah. But, like yeah. right and others, <laughs> yes. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No doubt. Yes. He, he, I don't even think he... I honestly, truly believe that... And, and I think that his inner circle is getting more and more concerned because he hasn't done a press conference since February. He has not talked to anyone. Last time he was on the beach with his bicycle and they said, can you answer some questions? He goes, I got to get my bathing suit. What the hell does that have to do with answering yeah, questions? <laughs> He's like a little kid. He's like, Joey, you can get some ice cream if you don't F it up today. Exactly. I mean, he, you know, they know he's failing cognitively. They know he's failing politically. Every time he opens his mouth, his approval rating goes down. His approval rating goes up when he's in isolation. So, I mean, they, 
There's all sorts oh, he had his of political best week cartoons ever when he out there. COVID. Yeah, there's all sorts of political cartoons out there of Democrats going, "All right, let's tell him he's got COVID again, so we can put him back in the basement." Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, there was a comedian who said he'll get COVID eight to ten times in the next month. Who knows if the second COVID was actually true? We never know. But I have to ask you about this. In New York, Ryan, the Democrat, beat the Republican in a special election. I guess they're going to have a another runoff, uh, or uh, yeah, in, in November, I believe. But some outlets are saying that whoa, 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 that's a precursor for maybe not a red wave. What do you think? Yeah, I mean there are other there are other factors that are showing it might not it might not be the red wave that we've we've been expecting, but it's pretty certain that the Republicans are going to take the House and probably the Senate, even if it's not by a lot. But this election is by no means a bellwether of anything. First of all, it was a special election with low turnout, virtually no voter enthusiasm. It's New York, which even in its most conservative areas is still a blue state. So the fact that the Democrat won, and only by a little? Very little, yes. Yeah, this is, I mean, it was, I think he won by three points. Mm -hmm. Um, Something like that. Yeah, yeah, this is not a bellwether of anything. Um, And again, they're going to have to, the special election, he only takes office until November, till the regular election, when there will be a higher turnout, because people will be turning out for Congress and Senate. So we'll see what happens then. Actually, let me interject, ask you this. It could be a net positive, because you know who cares? You, you're, you're a congressperson for three months. Who gives a shit? But maybe it will energize Republicans that didn't show up. That's also that. possible. They see, oh well, we you know we lost in that special. We have to make sure to show up in the general. I think the enthusiasm level on both sides, just overall, is going to be more is going to be higher in the general election than it was in this special. Special elections are known for small turnouts. No doubt. Um, two uh, remaining items to discuss. Uh, and we talked about this before about, you know, why do African-Americans and it's decreasing Hispanics have left the reservation, the Democratic slash uh, liberal reservation. Jews are not leaving as much as they should. Um, you look at um, uh, the Biden actually, administration. Actually, they are. Well, thank God. I, my I, God. I just I hope so. I actually I actually just had this conversation with some folks that live in New York. Um, and who were affected by this. We, I hope all of our listeners remember Anthony Weiner, who left office mm-hmm. in disgrace after showing photos, photos of, of his, his Johnson. Showed up, yes, of his Weiner. Well, when he left office, he represented a highly Jewish district. And when he was removed, they elected a Republican to replace him. So what did the Democrats do? They redistricted to get rid of 
that area being able to elect a Republican and merged it with other areas that have nothing in common with it so they could keep it as a Democratic seat. Yeah, well, and you also look at the rampant anti-Semitism in the Democratic Party and in California in particular, which is always a bellwether to future liberal ideology. But right now, it looks like the Biden administration is feverishly trying to get back into the Iran nuclear deal, much to Israel's chagrin. I mean, very Israel's bonkers over this. Uh, you know, and all the Jews and, that and hated Trump. So. Hello, yeah. And, you know, it's basically, I don't know if Israel's capable of taking out Iranian nukes. And, and I don't think Biden really gives a shit. I'm sure Biden doesn't care. Honestly, I believe that uh, the Israeli forces can take out Iran. I hope um, so. The, the Mossad is more than capable of disabling Iranian nuclear facilities. In fact, we're pretty sure they've done it in the past. So, but the idea that the safety of the free world is hinging on Israel is frightening. Because we, yes. we were, for a while, the world's only superpower, and we, we let it go. We let the world go to hell. Now we've got, and even worse, if we get into this Iranian deal, it's also going to allow Iran to sell more oil. Well, where are the climate change activists on that one? But it's going to- Well, that's inconvenient because their anti-Semitic fervor uh, trumps their uh, climate- but it's, it's going to enrich Iran's coffers, and we know that money is going to go to Hamas, that money is going to go to Hezbollah. They are the chief funder of terrorism in the, on the planet. And well, we are going to, to encourage question, this. Why, why the heck would any sane person, who's in charge of this ship? I, mean, I know Biden's not, we get that, but it's a, it was a stupid, John Kerry is a moron. I don't know how he went to Harvard. He's one of the dumbest people ever, okay, Lurch, and he got us into this crappy deal, plus the climate accords, and we're going to revisit, we revisited both of them. Yeah. It's been a long-standing problem with politicians that, one, they see what they consider an easy solution and they jump at it, whether or not it's going to work. And two, once they decide on a course of action, they'll defend that action to the death rather than admitting they made a mistake. And this is both sides. So this is unfortunately where we are, because the Obama administration got us into this god-awful agreement. The people behind the scenes of the Biden administration are the same people that were behind the scenes at the Obama administration. So God forbid they should admit, oh, what we did was was bad and it's actually detrimental to the world. No, no, they've got to double down and go, yes, we're going to get back into it. And my God, how horrible was Trump for standing up to Iran and China? And And supporting Israel. Horrible, wasn't it? Speaking of horrible, though, we have Liz Cheney 
who is the reincarnation of Abraham Lincoln, uh, she went down in flames, be, like made the Hindenburg look like a firecracker, and delusionally she thinks she's got presidential aspirations. Is there a psychiatrist in town? Well, you know, there's a lot of delusional people that have presidential aspirations. Eric Adams has said he's got. Cheney said she's got. New Gavin Newsom thinks he's running for president. It's like these are people who ignored their constituents, sent their states, you know, plummeting. I mean, Cheney fortunately had very little influence on her home state, so they're still doing well. But She's been the face of the January 6th committee, which has been a complete farce. Uh, and has well, can I interject something on that? You know okay. it's a complete failure when they had to do a reboot. It's, it's like, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's like a network, you know, uh, rebooting their fall uh, lineup when they took it off. So it completely got taken off for August. And now it's coming back in September. No one's going to be interested. But I'm sure it's nothing political about that, I'm sure. No. But the thing was an abject failure. Only ideologues watch the shit show. Of course not. I do love there was a Babylon Bee headline uh, saying Liz Cheney will not be returning for the second season of the January 6th committee. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I'm sure the other last thing about her is that it actually might help Trump if she runs as an independent. So the person she hates the most. I don't know that she'll run as an independent. She doesn't, I don't even think she's got enough support to get on the ballot as an independent. I think she will try to run as a Republican and primary him. And of course she'll probably do almost as well as Kamala Harris did in the presidential race. And that's a high bar. Well, speaking of high bars, we're on every pla- where you can access Carnivore Radio practically everywhere, correct? Yes, you can find every episode at xvadio.com slash podcasts, the Carnivore Radio website, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, and other platforms that respect free speech. Thank you, Dr. Lopkin, and thank our listeners. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.